Welcome to Deutsche Bank's Smart to Market podcast, where we level set with global business leaders on vital topics that we face today. And now over to your host, Mark Fedorsik, head of the Investment Bank, in conversation with Belen Garico, chair of the executive board and CEO of Merck Germany. Obviously, moved from being a physician now to becoming a CEO of one of the most fastest growing dynamic companies in the world. Have you enjoyed that challenge? And what did you take from being a physician that maybe prepared you and helped you a little bit in your role? Let me say what I always say. I am, I am uh, a physician by vocation and a CEO by profession. Uh, <laughs> the physician in me has, has always been uh, helping me actually to, to, to better lead organizations. Um, I, I think, first of all, uh, my strong orientation towards people uh, and the way I engage with the organization and, and connect with empathy. You know, I, I, I try to be saying this with, uh, with humility, but, uh, but I really do genuinely like engaging with people, right? And, 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 and customizing my, my leadership style to, to what I believe the other person needs. And this is so important, right? It's, one person at a time, right? This is in a way described as empathy. And this comes from my physician heart, no doubt. And I think something that is important and and I I have have used a lot over time uh, is that, you know, I look at the business as I used to look at my patients. The business, you will identify symptoms in the business, right? You don't sell enough. You don't hit the plan. That is a symptom, but the symptom you cannot treat with the right approach unless you understand what is the root cause, right? So looking for the root cause versus the symptoms, I believe I believe this is something that I have used a lot during my times as a as a as a leader, as a, as an executive. And, and, and also having the, the, the ability to, to, to zoom, right, whenever it's necessary to, to get a bit more detail on that symptom, but to also step back to keep the bigger picture in mind. So those are some of the examples that I have taken from, from my uh, times in the hospital because I spent some time practicing in a hospital many, many, many years ago. So, you know, this vocation has stayed with me all the time. I believe it had helped me a lot as a leader. And uh, and most importantly, when I retire, I plan to go back to medicine. Well, I'm, I'm, I was writing it down, but um, empathy, diagnosing symptoms, and finding the root cause, sounds like we all need to take some of that from a physician and incorporate that into our businesses from a leadership style. But you, have, but you have so many people. You have 58,000 employees, 66 countries, just as diverse. How do you keep that employee base motivated in such a hyper-competitive environment and always thinking forward on innovation, particularly in your area? Look, you know, it all starts by um, being present in the organization, right? And, and this has been particularly important during during the COVID crisis, so we have learned to 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 lead to engage um, our peoples, our our people, our teams uh, in the in the distance, right? Uh, connecting 
through different means, making sure they understand you are there, what you are doing, right? So COVID has been particular, really testing us as leaders. And, and I hope that we keep much of what we have learned during COVID because uh, we have led the organization in a different way with much more agility, you know, not breaking our head with processes, simply making decisions. So um, keeping the organization engaged is about uh, generating trust and credibility, making sure that uh, you never compromise on values, repeating and repeating and repeating the reason why you come to work every day, what, what many people would call purpose, right? Which is so much on fashion, but I, I don't believe yeah. this is a fashion, right? This is something that you feel or you don't, right? This is something that is energizing you uh, or is not. And, and I think our, our, our obligation as leaders is not to present the purpose on a, power, on a PowerPoint slide, but actually be a role model of right. living the purpose, putting purpose in action. So those are, those are some of the ideas uh, that really help us keep our people engaged during this time. Of course, we did a lot of programs and training and... And, and all that, but, but it's only leadership that is making a difference, right? It's only engaging and, and cascading the message and making sure that everybody understands that we care, right? That we care about them as people, right? That we care about what we have to do for them to serve the customers and, and that we really put that into action every day with the way we lead. Yeah. Well, uh, I read on your website, and I want to turn to diversity, which I think will be a follow-on, which exemplifies what you're saying, Belen. Uh, the slogan on your website says, life is colorful, we are too. And I, and I mentioned all of the employees you have and in the 66 different countries. 35% of leadership roles at your company are held by women. Can you talk a little bit about diversity and how you continue to foster that growth? Look, four or five years ago, we realized that, uh, that uh, we were not tracking well on this topic, right? So we, we started by diagnosing. Yeah, this is where everything starts. And, and we, we uh, after having diagnosed the, the reasons why we were not progressing well, mainly on gender, um, we uh, selected a couple of priorities that had to do with um, our strategy and our growth. That was obviously gender, and we progressed quite a lot on that. And, and we also... Um, focus quite a lot on globalizing the company through integrating some of the uh, talent coming from other areas, non-US, non-Europe, but actually Asia, right? And those were our top priorities at the time. And we have, I have to say, if you ask me, am I happy with the progress we made? The answer would be no. Why I am not happy, not, so, not, not because of the numbers, because we have tracked up, but actually because we have not progressed consistently uh, everywhere. And what is the main barrier that we have is, is also the, the, the way our leaders have embraced this topic, right? 
Mm-hmm. If you ask me what is what what is worrying me the most at this time is that we first broaden the scope so we don't we don't leave any vulnerable population behind. Uh, and the second that uh, I would highlight is actually that we educate our leaders to embrace diversity and to create an inclusive environment. I mean, pushing the numbers doesn't help. Not even defining an aspiration, because if you don't have an inclusive organization, people are never, you know, you can fool yourself with the figures, but people will continue to be marginalized somewhere, right? Because at the end, let me put it in simple terms, diversity and inclusion is the consequence of good leadership. You cannot have diversity and inclusion through initiatives. It's only through acting on leadership behaviors, biases, uh, that many times could be unconscious biases that you create an inclusive environment. And you know, all this has to be very well enrooted in your culture and the culture starts in the boardroom, right? So having the board behind all this, walking the talk, making sure they see that we are championing that has been absolutely instrumental to to help us progress. Um, That's what I can say. (laughs) <laughs> That's well, well, well said and a good reminder for all of us on the phone. I have one final question for you. There is a diverse group on the phone, every level from analyst up to, to group heads, every function, not just within front office, uh, HR, finance, legal, uh, credit risk. What advice would you give for a young person coming into the industry today? Believe in yourself from day one, right? This is, this is something that is not always well understood mainly in our female populations. Second, have a vision for your job, no matter what is the role you play in the organization and and lean that vision to the impact that you want to make, right? So don't consider yourself an analyst. You have a mission, you have a contribution to make to the company and and, and finding out very early on uh, in your career, what what is that impact that you want to make? Having that, what I call the vision for your job, is super, super important. And then particularly for for the female population, um, you know, don't believe that great performance is going to give you the chance to grow, right? Make sure that you have great performance, but also take a little bit of time to, to network, to develop your network. Uh, in a very sincere way to be known, right? Take each and every opportunity to to um, um, to make yourself visible in the organization. And then, last but not least, enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do, then give it up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed this conversation. This was a, a complete joy. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.